The Money Show. Ad feature with Andy Rice. Andy Rice, Generation Next. It's an annual survey. Who is Generation Next? I can never get my X's, Y's and Nexts in order, I'm afraid. Well, in that case, it's probably easier just to use expressions like um, tweens and teens and those kind of terms, which um, uh, tweens are 8 to 12-year-olds, teens are 13 to 18, young adults are 19 to 24, and young professionals are 25 to 30. So that's the definition of youth from uh, early teens right up to, to age 30. And they are the subject of an annual survey called Generation Next, um, and that is published in the Sunday Times, and the research work is carried out by Yellowwood. And it's um, every year it reveals the coolest brands in lots and lots of categories. So, Bruce, I can imagine you sitting there at the microphone um, in your in your um, Nikes, checking TikTok on your Samsung phone, <laughs> and sitting on a Red Bull, because you are the epitome of cool. And just uh, those are some of the brands that, that have come through. There must be about... Uh, 40 or 50 categories um, and it's always an interesting uh, read perhaps more so this year because of all, all of the the, um, the disruptions pandemically and economically that have affected the youth of South Africa over the last 12 months uh, and and it's amazing I mean you know brands you think are, are, are very strong and stand the test of time but you know some brands grasp the attention better than others and they uh, the, the young people are looking at institutions they're looking at how their parents have, have re, re been treated by institutions they feel on the outside of the mainstream economy um, and I think brands have got to work a lot harder to get young people's attention yeah, there's a good dividend to be paid if they can if they can build up a, a franchise of loyalty within the greater youth market. But the key word is trust. Brands, if they do nothing else, they they display uh, a proposition and a promise and a style that people can trust. And one of the key elements of that is consistency. Uh, trust is built up over time. And so what you have to do if you're a, uh, the owner of a brand addressing the youth market is is not be too swayed by fickle changes of interest and, and, and subject matter, but just keep there with the core underneath it, um, uh, delivering year in, year out the right promise. Because this last year, things have been so disrupted with, with uh, institutions, frankly, that the youth have trusted all these years. Uh, are finding, uh, uh, are letting them down, if you like. But it's a short-term issue, one hopes. And uh, in a couple of surveys' time, we'll be talking about a, a buoyant and uh, blissfully happy youth sector within our economy. We, we hope so. We hope so. We need it. Uh, your hero, please, if you would, Andy. Well, my hero comes in two parts this week because there are two uh, interesting developments which um, are actually basically addressing the one issue that I feel quite strongly about. And that issue is ensuring that your own staff are part of your target audience. Too often you see all of these wonderful demographic descriptions of the target market you, you want to address and then someone at the end tax on plus staff when in fact staff are are potentially the most important per capita individuals uh, in the market out there. And two brands have done some interesting things. And what's the first thing you see when you walk into the offices of almost any advertising agency, Bruce? Uh, but, but, but people. 
people, yeah, but there's also likely to be behind those people a, a wall full of glass cabinets. And in those glass cabinets, you will find all of the trophies that um, that agency has won for its creativity. I thought you were looking for something unusual. Sorry, I mean, obviously, it's the cabinets with the trophies. I mean, advertising agencies are in the business of showing off everybody else's stuff. They're going to show off their own stuff too, right? Well, yes. um, But in this particular case, as an agency called Network BBDO, um, have a very strong creative reputation, perhaps lost a little bit of their momentum in, in, in recent years, but they've just moved their offices from uh, uh, into new, brand new spanking advertising agency typical offices. But instead of having advertising agency typical trophy cabinets, they decided to honor the fact that it's um, uh, there are people in the background, behind the scenes, who are contributing to those creative awards, and not just the creative duo of art director and writer who may have uh, technically created it. So um, what Network BBDO are doing is they're taking all of their trophies that they've earned over probably 20 years for all the different award schemes, and rather than put up new shelves for them, they are uh, melting all of these things down and casting and casting little pendant, uh, metallic um, pendants, which are in the design of the agency visual, which is a network have been using the hashtag as their, their visual device long before it was ever a part of the vernacular of social media. So they made something like 600 and I think nearly 700 of these pendants out of the melted down trophies. And every member of, of the staff of Network BBDO um, regardless of whether they were um, they're still there or not, are going to get one of these numbered for them um, uh, pendants. So it's a bit like sportsmen these days. The number on their on their chest denotes the the, the, the how many people have gone before them in the particular position in the Test match or the international team or whatever. And so you'll get uh, pendant number two hundred thirty nine, meaning you were the two hundred thirty ninth person working for. Network BBDO. And I think it's a fantastic recognition mm. of staff in a much more interesting way. And um, yeah, so that's sort of um, half my hero for, the, for this evening. In fact, it's probably more than half. It's probably three quarters of my hero. Because but it's a wonderful, it. it's a wonderful innovation. It really is. It's a really smart way of just saying, you know what, you're all part of this. You've all contributed to it. And here in just a tiny gesture. Um, is a thank you. Just, you know, you are one of a, a small group of people who has, who has excelled. Yeah, I think it's great. And it does, as I said at the outset, um, ensure that the staff are considered to be part of the total agency um, and part of the total marketing effort of the agency. Wonderful. Uh, and then you're, you're, the other 25% then goes to whom? Yes. Well, it's, the reason I've lumped them together is because they are both about how you treat your staff. And in this particular case, um, uh, an agency, um, I think based in Cape Town, I'm not absolutely sure, called CWDI, um, have rebranded themselves as Happy Friday. Now, why of course, it's that? A, that is a, of course it's a Cape Town agency. I don't know it either. But of course it's a Cape Town agency. It's like, oh, arrive at work, have a cup of tea, go home. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, that sounds about right, actually. 
gosh, they'll be beating on your door to, to slap you down. <laughs> no, and, um, I think they have an office in Johannesburg as well, just to balance that out. I'm not completely sure. Um, but what they've done is they've relaunched themselves, as I say, from a standard uh, acronym of uh, or cluster of initials into this agency to be called Happy Friday. And it's happening kind of right now. But the difference is that the entire focus of the agency strategy is now aimed at improving the lot of the staff and their, their happiness quotient, if you like, in order to see that they are um, delivering the best possible work they can because happy people produce good work, Bruce, you happy thing. And yeah, um, whatever. So some, of the, some of the things they're going to do is have no meetings on Fridays for staff and clients. They're going to work a four-and-a-half-day week with a view perhaps to making that a four-day week in due course. That's a lot more already than some people do. Um, side hustle support. If you're a, mem a member of staff at Happy Friday, but you've got a little sideline in, in something or other, the agency will do its best to support you rather than to, to, to demand that you only have one uh, distraction. Um, no email or WhatsApps after 6 p.m. every day of the week. Um, 25 days annual leave, working from anywhere, a whole bunch of things which just collectively seem to take some of the pressure off, off the, the challenge of, of being uh, a member of a pressurized, hard-working advertising agency. By easing that, the, the theory is that people will contribute more, work better, produce better work, and the clients in turn will see that the work is better and will want to continue to work with that agency. So it's, it's staff-focused, but agency-benefiting. I really do hope they measure it and I hope that they really assess the impact and I hope they share that impact because I think that's going to be really important. Would you be more productive in a, uh, in a four-day week, Monday to, Monday to Thursday, even if you did 10 to 12 hours a day on those days, which a lot of people do anyway in the normal course of business. This notion of the eight-hour day is vastly over-exaggerated. I'm not sure um, why we even think it works like that anymore. Um, but to be able to have that Friday off and to be able to then focus Focus on the side hustle or just to recuperate or just have the long weekends, whatever it might be. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, and I'd be curious as to what the data says in terms of productivity and improvement in quality and the appetite to get the work done in fewer days. Not necessarily less time, but in fewer days. Now you're zero, Andy Rice. And before you tell us what it is, I think we should, George, just have a little listen. The fact her cashback takes four years is really grinding Deborah's gears. Don't beach, switch, and get cashback after just two years. Get a quote today from Budget Insurance. Affordable because you can't afford not to. And um, did they not spend enough on the copywriting? Not spend enough on the production values? Andy Rice, what has uh, incurred your wrath uh, with regard to Budget Insurance? I'm just affronted by it from a from a point of view of do I want to ever see this ad again to which the answer is a resounding no it's just um, advertising is meant to be entertainment meant to be enjoyable and, and I just find this use of phrases like um, uh, you know don't beach switch that seems to me to be not the language of a professional uh, company in the insurance business or in any financial services business I'm quite aware that, that a lot of people disagree with me because online I, I was looking for uh, any responses to the advertising, and there's almost as many in favour as there are um, against in the in the in the few 
uh, areas where I looked. So it's, but that's what this little feature is all about, is, is opinion. And um, I'm afraid to say I just don't like the ad. It's as simple as that. There's no great analytics. There's no great logic to my argument. I just see it and I go, no, thank you very much. And certainly as a matter of interest, I'm not going to go and buy my insurance from budget. Andy Rice, heroes and zeros this evening. Budget insurance, Dern Beach, Swedish advertising. If you want to please Andy, uh, and then uh, heroes, two heroes. Uh, the agency CWDI has rebranded as Happy Friday to focus on staff happiness. I think it's brilliant, and hopefully that spills over to client happiness and network BBDO. Melting down all of the awards over many, many years and turning that into tokens of appreciation for other staff. What a lovely idea. Andy Rice, heroes and zeros in the world of advertising on a Tuesday.